Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I am your other co-host, Ryan Bauer. Ryan, how is it crackalacking with you, and what have you been playing <laughs> this week? <laughs> I know, it feels like it's just like it's been some time, and it's been a crazy couple of weeks on my end. As far as what I've been playing, a, a little bits and bobs here and there still plugging away uh, oxygen not included whenever uh, whenever possible maybe i've realized i realized this past weekend that maybe i was playing too much because then when i'm not <laughs> playing i'm like actively like in my mind problem solving okay i remember there's a water deposit there that i can i can you know what i mean my brain is trying to solve in game problems i think it might be because like in that game, I can solve all the problems that are going on, <laughs> and maybe in other aspects of my life, I don't have that much control, but I've been playing some of that. Um, I've been playing some uh, Valheim with our friend Dave, which has been mm-hmm. this wonderful Viking adventure, um, which has been really fun. Uh, we we die a lot, and we lose our stuff a lot, and our, our houses break a lot, but it's been fun. We've only, <laughs> we've only, we've only lost a couple boats. Because um, we don't know what we're doing, but yeah, it's it's been mm. fun. It's been it's been it's I've a, a couple games here and there, and the games we played have been fun. Um, and then a little bit of festival, which was, oh. which was just fine. Um, which was mm. just just fine at Animal Crossing, the, the event. Oh. So that was that was that was that experience. Um, but how are you? And and what have you been playing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm doing good. Actually, I totally forgot about the festival thing. I, mean, I haven't played Animal Crossing <laughs> in like two months. I. I tried so hard and I just mm. I couldn't it's stay okay. for some it's reason. Okay. I, I'll get back there eventually. Once yeah. once they get bored of things, once there's yeah yeah they they've they've got to win you over. They've got to win you over. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> well, actually, the Mario thing in, in the Nintendo Direct that they Looks showed yesterday cool. uh, was pretty cool. Mm. Uh, not much else could be said about that being cool. <laughs> <laughs> the director is pretty awful. But uh, Mario Golf looks really cool. <laughs> as, I mean, and as a Zelda fan, I would I will say Skyward Sword's fantastic. I love Skyward Sword. The fact that it's coming out for the Switch, I will buy it day one. I'm very excited for it. But man, I was really itching for the Ocarina of Time, George Mask port, like just just like something. Like the fact they came out and they said that they had absolutely nothing for Breath of Wild Two, and all they have was this Skyward Sword port. It was like. A great Zelda game, just not my favorite. It was kind of a letdown, but whatever. I digress. I'm going way too far into this. Isn't this also the 35th anniversary of the Legend of Zelda yes. series? <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. Yes. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. I think it's the, it's the 35th Zelda and, and then the 20th, 25th Pokemon, I think. It's something like that. It's some yeah. significant anniversary for Pokemon, too. Yeah. And there was just nothing. Like, <laughs> they brought... Uh, what's his name? I forget the producer's name. I think he's the producer. Anyway, um out and i was like yeah like he's on stage like he's he's, he's on the tv like he's it we have nothing to show you <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, that's not good well it must be something good coming here's this one zelda game that everyone awkwardly played on the wii <laughs> in 2011 <laughs> so, oh, okay that's like, okay uh, so I was watching someone talk about it. They're making a joke how like Link always holds his sword awkwardly out in front of him because it's like with the Wiimote. So like <laughs> he's walking around like this weirdo. He doesn't know how to hold the sword. He's just walking around with it in front of him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, I'm taking this on a way different path than I meant to. Um, <laughs> my week's been good also. It was kind of crazy. Uh, my job, I work out of school right now and the school's closed because it's February break, which I didn't know was really a thing. I don't think I really paid attention. So yeah, I've been kind of just doing my thing and, and laying low at work, which is nice. No one else has been around. Like It's been like this kind of 
this ghost town and it's like oh you know kind of thing <laughs> i finally put this whiteboard on my, on my door and i and i always like to ask uh, my therapy kids like uh perspective questions so like uh, so ryan i'm very curious what your answer would be for this question that i put out on my board uh and it says uh if you had the power to make your dreams come true or the power to make other people's dreams come true which would you choose so what mm. would, I, w- I would pick other people's i would help pick other people so it's kind of like a win-win situation in my mind if i help other people then that in turn will hopefully help me too so it's kind of selfish in a sense but it's also happy that i'm helping people so that's that's my point of view yeah i i think so too i think it partially i I think i agree i think i'd choose the same thing both because i don't think i as a person know that my dreams are um i i as a as a valuable human i don't know if if the the things that i want and dream for are what's best for me versus maybe if Mm -hmm. i was helping others i maybe would have a more clear idea of although maybe that's also just as 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 as, is um a bad idea as assuming what what, what people's (laughs) dreams are but (laughs) yeah but yeah i I think so too i think that would be more fulfilling in in a lot of ways is helping is is fulfilling the dreams of others yeah i think so Mm mm-hmm yeah, I'm very curious whether anyone else thinks. If anyone wants to write in and let us know, please do. That'd be very cool. I love I love perspectives. It's so it's so interesting to me. It really I think it really kind of opens up this idea of what a person is and, and their inner workings and stuff. So anyway, uh, yeah. So that's going good. As for game, my intro's taking forever. I'm so sorry. It's like okay, keep it. It's okay. It's okay. That's all <laughs> right. Keep it going. As for games. Um, I have not been playing much. We play a lot of Apex Legends with our good friend Dave again and yeah. our friend Tyler, your cousin Tyler, my, my friend cousin Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, mm-hmm. playing uh, Apex a lot. We're losing a lot, and it's been <laughs> oh, hard. <no. laughs> it's been very difficult. My girlfriend and I were playing Pokemon Snap. We beat it, which is awesome. We got to Mew. Uh, spoilers for like a game that's twenty years old. If you haven't played Pokemon Snap, the original, <laughs> before the new one comes out, play the original. It's it's just it's so crazy how great that game is. Pokemon Snap was it was a game that I think was just. I don't know. I don't know if they intended it to be as great as it was. And all the secrets and all the little things you can do in the game, it just made it so like special. Did you ever play Pokemon Snap? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if... Yeah, okay. I, I, I don't... I think it's a game that, similar to... I didn't have an N64, so all of the N64 games that I played were like at my cousin Tyler's or at my cousin Aaron's <laughs> where we would go over, have these sleepovers, and just play N64 for long periods of time. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I didn't. I don't think I ever had the chance to dive in to find all the secrets. But I remember like going onto GameFAQs. I probably wasn't even GameFAQs at that point. But like going to the internet or talking with friends at school about, oh, did you see how to get this? Yeah. Or, or something. Yeah, yeah. That was that was always really fun. Yeah, the back in the before internet times, I think. But, before internet, yeah. yeah. I, it's so funny how like the internet has changed that for sure. Like you don't need to do that anymore. You don't need to find this this thing out. Like it, it, it's sad in a sense that like. We don't have that anymore. There's not, there's not a lot of little communication now where it's like, you know, now it's like, hey, did you do this? Yeah, of course I knew how to do that. I looked it right up on the internet. You know, like, <laughs> of course, I don't know who actually says it like that, but um, I mean, what do I know? Mom jeans are back in, and I don't understand why. So <laughs> I don't know anything, really. Um, but no, it's just super interesting. So yeah, Pokemon Snap's been beaten, which is awesome. Can't wait for the new one. I'm really excited for it. Um, yeah, but that's, that's been it. I am... I'm thinking about downloading uh, Guilty Gear Strive, which is a fighting game that's come out. Uh, it has robot net code, so like it's looking really good. Um, kind of, I really want to get good at fighting games. I get kind of a little bit too into it, and then I kind of fizzle out really fast. So spending sixty bucks on a game where I've spent sixty dollars before and then kind of died out in like week two on fighting mm-hmm. games, it's been. It's, I'm kind of trying to pace myself here. Maybe try the beta a little bit, see if I like it. But we'll see. That's that's another story for another time. That's, that's this weekend's problem. Yeah. That's future Eric's problem. Not right now. So, yeah. yeah. 
but as always, storygoers, we love to hear what you have to say. Uh, you can always write in, let us know your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives to our email at talesfromthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. DM us or comment on our posts. Let us know what you think, and we would be happy, 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 happy to read those on our show, as always. But yeah, so but Ryan, you brought today's game for yes. us to, to do, and what game is that? So um, the the voters chose um, Ratchet and Clank, oh, which right. it was it was a tight race for a really wow. long time, but Ratchet and Clank pulled it out. People people are, are ravenous for it, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Which it's it's I think for for and we can talk about more of those memories, but it's like a big part of if you if you owned like a PlayStation or PlayStation Two, I think PlayStation Two. Yeah, I think PlayStation yeah, Two. Yeah. Like it was a it was a big uh, it was a big part of that PlayStation family that kind of that you kind of grew up with like them and Jack and Daxter and and all those other which would be another great series that I'd love to jump in. So Ratchet and Clank is what you guys what you guys wanted. And do you want to dive into yeah. background? Yes, I would love to talk about background influence. So Ratchet and Clank was released on November fourth, two thousand two, in the U S. and November eighth, two thousand two, in the in the Europe. European regions in the EU, as they say. Side note, really fast, and we'll go right back to this. I will say we've had the most international listeners like this month. We've had a blog. Yeah. We had mm-hmm. Russia, Brazil, uh, France, Spain, Germany, Australia again. Always Canada. Canada's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Can't get enough. Yeah, it, we had a huge blow up of people. So just, thank you again. Um, we really appreciate it a lot. So anyway, all right. Yes, uh, November fourth, two thousand two. November eighth, two thousand two. Uh, for the U.S. and the, in Europe, respectively, developed by Insomniac Games, the people who now make the newest Ratchet and Clank coming out soon, which looks awesome. Looks yeah. so different than this game of Ratchet Power today. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited for it. I really, I want to get a PS5. I was, I was like, eh, I'll get it when I get it. But now I really, I really want to get it before June if I can. But yeah, and the makers of Spider-Man, they just did the new Spider-Man games. Yeah. Which they're really, and Sonic Games is really killing it. Yeah. They're doing yeah. a fantastic job right now. They're yeah. doing really, really, like, the, the, I think they're one of the leading studios right now with the games that they're creating. And it's just, it blows my mind how good. I mean, just uh, Ratchet and Clank, the new one, is it five now? Is that the fifth one coming out? Oh, it's more than five, I believe. Um, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 15 this is this is number 15 i believe if you count the spin-offs uh and the future saga yeah this is the 15th ratchet and clank oh my game. god <laughs> yeah crap. i had no idea we, have, we got a lot of games to cover. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do, we do. Yeah. i think that's gonna be my first one is what i plan on playing that one but i have no idea what has happened in any of the previous ones i will today though i'll know number one uh, <laughs> and this game is also published by sony computer entertainment so some of the background influences that we found was that uh after finishing Spyro the Dragon, which I forgot was even a thing, I forgot that Sonic even made that game, uh, or made that series, which, I mean, blasphemous that I forgot. I should just trade in my video game card right now, but whatever. Uh, after finishing Spyro <laughs> on PlayStation, Sonic originally intended to launch a game that they had codenamed I-5, which is like stood for Insomniac Games number five, like their fifth game, uh, and that would be for the PlayStation 2. Uh, but the developers were feeling very not enthusiastic about it and uh, they dropped the idea but about half a year in but they decided to kind of move away from the bright colors of Spyro and the kind of cartoony characters and platform mechanics in favor of a deeper story though it kind of went back in that direction I think is I mean from the looks of it was definitely cartoony I mean let's be honest <laughs> Ratchet Click is, is is very cartoony but um in terms of the story the story was thought of as like kind of like a lethal weapons meets a Saturday morning cartoons which makes 
Yeah, that Steam feels really right. It. Yeah, Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. yeah, that feels like a good. The tone of the humor of the game, uh, it was the right level of snarkiness and dry humor, and that was kind of done because of Jim Ward, who's an actor in the game. His performance of the would you call him a superhero, Ryan? Is that what you say? Yeah, kind of like this. And we'll talk. We'll talk more about Quark, but he's like the the savior of the universe type superhero type guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this really well known. Um, I mean, one of the one of the one of the titular characters of the whole series. But yeah, yeah, superhero type yeah, character. So yeah, so based on his performance as Quark in the game, uh, kind of gave the developers the idea of the tone of the game that they're kind of going for. So, which is cool. It's, it's cool that an actor kind of has that influence in a sense that maybe he didn't even intend on having, which is kind of cool. And then the evil Chairman Drek was inspired by the environment that surrounded the Insomniac's games offices while they were working at Universal Studios. Uh, the staff that kind of surrounded them at their their office were mostly movie executives at Universal Studios. Uh, and so their kind of uh, dialogue and design went into Drex's design and, and his concept of, as this villain, which I think is super funny because, like, you know, when you think of movie executives, you kind of do see that, that villainous movie, you know, exact kind of feel which is fun i think it's a really cool uh way to to put that in the game you know and get inspiration from real world uh, i think it's uh, super cool when people think and do that so but ryan you seem to have so many memories yeah of, of these of this game so we want to jump in and talk about what what does this game mean to you the memories that you you have of it yeah and and going through this script it, it there's it it kind of reminded me how kind of core to my childhood or my really early gaming this this series was where there's this there's a sound and unfortunately i don't think it'll be it'll be featured in our um in the audio of our because I, I, I don't know if it's available for me to feature but the sound of you collecting bolts and the sound of you hitting boxes just is is so satisfying to me because of it was such a big part of my childhood this game series and i i it, it kind of reframes how i thought about um, kind of the story you tell of yourself as a as a gamer that I, these were games that I've always loved, but they never like felt really core to who I was. But now looking back and and, and rewatching this, um, kind of makes me realize how how big these games were. And and like I said, there's a lot of them, and they were almost I don't I wouldn't say maybe they were annual, but they were really frequent. And each one had the same really fun gameplay, really kind of dry, silly humor, kind of like Oddworld, kind of charming and strange, but but really silly that that I just really loved. And I just remember really vividly, like there's it's a game where you get like a ton of different weapons, and I just remember really vividly using all these different weapons and finding the Rhino, which is this like secret superpower rocket that you have to like do a bunch of weird stuff and look it up on game facts to get like there's just this really cool <laughs> stuff that i just i just really love this series and apparently you guys do too because you guys wanted to see it over fallout which i couldn't believe but i'm excited yeah. because yeah i i really love love this game series um and yeah i i just i played it a lot as get all of them the playstation 2 i think was one of the very first consoles that like I owned, I, I had played Sega's, I had played at other people's houses, but the PlayStation Two was one of the first ones. So this was, and this was one of the the first games I played on it, I believe, or close to it. Uh, but Eric, you, you, it sounds like you you didn't play these, but what what's your kind of outside peripheral um, idea of Ratchet and Clank? Yeah, we're we're a very like first encounter podcast right now. Yeah, we are, <laughs> we are, we are. Yeah, this, which is cool. <laughs> if you if you like Final Fantasy, go listen to them. They're fantastic. First Wonderful. encounter podcast. Um, but yeah, uh, I have so I literally never have played a Ratchet and Clank game ever, and I know that's like, kind of blasphemous. People have like so much love for the series. I don't think I was really aware of the series until like maybe the PlayStation Three, but definitely the PlayStation Four. 
I'm like, I didn't know there's 15 games. That's I literally blew my mind. I thought there's five. Like <laughs> that's how little I know about the series. Um, it just it's that's crazy to me. But yeah, no, I'm very interested. I think I'm most interested now with the newest uh, game coming out and just the the visuals and the way it looks. And it's so funny because like we were looking at a video of Ratchet and Clank one just a little bit ago, kind of talking about like who's gonna do what voice and kind of looking at the dialogue and the way and like nothing looks the way. <laughs> Obviously, it does now because of the, the graphical improvements we had and the you know improvement in just game making in general. But like just to think that this new game is has been com- or this growth to where it is now from this beginning first game and how like just so different and kind of bare bones. You know, it's like this like it's almost like a skeleton of its of itself in this first game and like now like, this newest game is like this like big beefy boy. I don't know why I want to say big beefy boy. It seems like it's kind of what I'm trying to say. No, that works. <laughs> it doesn't it works. seem right to me. But yeah, I, I'm i very interested now. I feel like uh, the saying uh, it's better late than never really sticks out right now and I feel like I'll probably never go back and play all 15 games. It's probably never going to happen but I would be happy to play any kind of collections I can find if I really enjoy this newest game. I'm very excited to see where it goes like just based on the, the demo alone i was hooked and i was surprised i've seen other ratchet and clank games i just thought this isn't, isn't for me but something about this new game has just been it's just so beautiful and it's just so well done and the characters are so interesting and unique compared to what we get a lot and a lot of it's like very humanoid people and it's all like shooting stuff and it's all very normal but like this game is just so wacky and out there and crazy and it looks like a lot of fun so i'm very excited to jump in here and kind of learn more about the backstory of these characters before the new game comes out in June? Is that what you said, Ryan? That it comes out in June? Yeah, I believe it's June. I, I want to say it's June. It's crazy how big this is. I, I really wonder if Insomniac Games had the faith to think that this would last this long. I or know. This is kind of just like a stepping stone to like getting to like that Spider-Man level of like mm-hmm. polish. You know, I don't know what I'm going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, no. Very interesting because it seems like this game was kind of put together very quickly and like sporadically and they didn't really know what was happening. We couldn't even find any extra writers that are credited in the game. There might be. We, I, I just could not find them anywhere. So like... I just I, I I'm very curious how this story goes, and then playing the newest game, how that story goes, and seeing the huge differences there. But, but I guess so. so. Ryan, do you have anything else you want to say before we jump into the story? No. Uh, oh yes. The only thing I want to say is the gameplay of these games are really really fun. But keep in mind, some of the games that are older that we've talked about, we can really highlight some of the story things, and there are some really good story pieces in this game. And again, listen and think for yourselves on what you think. But just, it's a game where you're kind of going back and forth for a lot of reasons that don't always make a lot of sense. They they make sense in-game, but the motivations don't always feel there. So just just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's a very 2002 kind of game. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you go here. And then, hey, go here again. You know, like it's, it's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we still do it now. I mean, Jedi Fallen Order, we do that a lot. You go yeah. back to the same planets over and over again. It's like... Yeah. What are we doing here again? I don't know. <laughs> but you know, it just yeah. it is what it is, I guess. This is kind of keeping it. Do you, would you say it's kind of Metroidvania e in terms of like um, leaving this item and so leaving come back? Is yeah, it... I, I mean, I, I would say in some ways that's never how I would I think I would have characterized this game thinking back on it. But watching mm-hmm. how you replay it, there are these really core tools that you get that you. This game is all about getting more tools and more weapons and more interesting things like. Your backpack turns into from a helicopter to a jet, and that jet lets you slam and do certain things. You get a gun that can like soak up water and add water to places. So yeah, in a lot of ways, you you go back to these areas again with your new tools and and get these unlockables or get these collectibles that were obviously a big part of what gaming was to increase the longevity of a game. You had to collect stuff, um, and it mm-hmm. also I, I remember really distinctly there was like a a really new game plus 
after you beat the game, you could go back through and play it again with all your weapons and gear and, and buy stuff because there were some things that were just so expensive you couldn't get it in one playthrough. So you had to like oh, play wow. through a second time and like the modifiers for money. And maybe this is just in the newer games and I'm misremembering. Um, but yeah, I just remember replaying these games over and over because of that reason. But yeah, I, I, maybe I would. I don't think I ever would have thought it that way. But yeah, that's a really that's a really interesting point. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Interesting. I did, I did not picture that game like this. Me I either. This game had more like a linear straight through and you're done. And go to the next world and straight through. And then that's how I've always pictured these games. So it's very interesting. You can go back and forth. I never... Yeah, I, yeah. That yeah. was my first thought. Yeah. yeah, you're going back and forth a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. 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 Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, cool. All right. Well, <laughs> then um, why don't we, we dive right into Ratchet and Clank. The the very first Ratchet and Clank from 2002. Keep in mind, I think there was, they made... I think in 2016 they made a movie version yeah. of this of this of maybe this story i don't know for sure i haven't seen the movie but that would be really interesting to go back and, and check that out and see how that lines up so maybe if if you enjoy this and that's accurate go watch it but who can say <laughs> yeah actually i mean if i do i mean we'll have to find out okay, yeah like, sense, like it wasn't this <laughs> it wasn't it, yeah. <laughs> yeah um but yeah well we can we can dive right in this is the 2002 playstation 2 game ratchet and clank Kizzo Plateau, Planet Velden. We begin the story with a pan onto Ratchet, a young Lombax. Think upright yellowish cat with a lion's tail and brown tiger stripes, holding a large metal wrench working on his spaceship. The whirl of nuts and bolts pleases him. His watch lets him know that the final step of completing the ship is to attach a robotic ignition system. He sighs in annoyance. The screen pans up to two large planets and fades to black. Meanwhile, in a factory in a nearby planet, large, evil-looking robots move along a conveyor belt and drop into a large pit. The old monitor screen turns on to alert that the next robot coming down the line doesn't quite meet the requirement specifications. A very small, cute robot bounces along the belt and lands to the rim of the pit. He tries to figure out where he is in the factory. A large security robot tries to catch him, but he evades capture, running between its legs. The little guy drops down, sliding onto his ship and drives off into the air, leaving the factory behind. He's followed in hot pursuit. The little robot is approaching the planet Velden. Other security ships are still pursuing him. A green beam hits the engine of the little robot's ship and he begins to fall. Ratchet sees the ship crash into a nearby town. In the burning wreckage of the ship is the little robot lying on the ground, unconscious. Ratchet decides to go check it out. The Lombax explores the world with his trusty wrench, attacking wildlife in his path. Wildlife bursts forth with bolts that Ratchet collects to use his courtesy to purchase more dangerous weapons. Ratchet continues exploring, making his way towards the crash site. He looks around, no one in sight. He picks up a tiny robot who doesn't have any reaction and takes him home. While working on the spaceship, the robot comes to life and watches Ratchet working on the ship. Interesting. 
Ratchet is startled and falls off the wooden box he was using his footsteps. You're quite handy with your wrench. Uh, you bet. I built that ship with it. Hmm. Currently, I'm in search of someone who could be of assistance in saving the solar system. Do you know where I might find that fellow? Clank points to a poster of Captain Quark, a large, buff superhero in a green costume and matching mask. Uh, well, he's on the radio every week. But other than that, no. Hey, what's with all the saving the solar system stuff anyway? Clank reveals a smaller robot who shows a grainy pre-recorded video. A man in striped suit talks to the camera. Hello, citizens of Nebulous. My race, the Blarg, have a small problem. Our planet has become so polluted, overpopulated, and poisonous that we are no longer able to dwell here. And But I, Chairman Drek, have a solution. We are constructing a pristine new world using the choices of planetary components available. So, what does that mean for you, you might ask? Using highly sophisticated technology, which you couldn't possibly understand, we will be extracting a large portion of your planet and adding it to our new one. Unfortunately, this change in mass will cause your planet to spin out of control and drift into the sun, where it will explode into a flaming ball of gas. But, of course, sacrifices must be made. Thank you for your cooperation. Cut! If you don't like it, you can take your whiny, sniveling, snot-nosed populations, form a line behind me, and kiss my- We're still on? Well, turn it off, you idiot! The video ends, and the video bat returns to Clank. The people on those planets are hosed. Well, good luck getting Captain Cork to help you. Actually, you could help me. If you could use your ship to take me to the coordinates contained in this infobot, I might be able to gather further information there. Even if I wanted to, I can't. I'm missing a crucial component to the ship. Clank does a little deep thinking. The robotic ignition system. How did you know that? I, sir, happen to be equipped with the latest in robotic ignition systems. My programming allows me to start any ship I choose. So I agree to take you, wherever it is, and you get my ship started for me? Deal! We transition to Chairman Drek's flagship in Veldin orbit. The chairman watches Ratchet and Clank lift off the planet Veldin. This could be a problem. Take care of it. A shadowy figure steps out of frame. So that's where I've been stuck this whole time. Ratchet is twisted around in the spaceship, looking back in awe at the planet below. The ship quickly hurls away. Please return your appendages to the steering mechanism, sir. Uh, you got a name? My serial number is B54296. Ratchet almost veers the ship off course. We hear a clanking sound. I'll just call you Clank for short. We return to Chairman Drek's flagship. The chairman is having a conversation with the mayor. The mayor is an older gentleman with a cane and a large bushy mustache. So you see, it'd be most beneficial if your citizens were not in the city when my workers begin removing it. Preposterous! I will not stand for this! Unfortunately, you have no choice in the matter. Let's just see what Captain Quark has to say about this. My good man, Drek laughs, a full of <laughs> evil laugh. I don't see what's so funny. Captain Quark could dispatch you without even breaking a sweat. Drek puts up one of his four fingers to silence the mayor. You have now officially worn out your welcome and my patience. Drek's bodyguard lifts the mayor up by the suit of his collar and takes care of him. The screen fades back and we see Ratchet and Clank crashing the spaceship into the hill of the new planet Novolis. Ratchet falls out and lands back on the ground. He immediately looks for Clank and realizes he's landed on top of him. The ship is completely destroyed. Clank suggests he can get one from one of the inhabitants of the planet. There's a city in the distance, but fire and smoke rise from some of the buildings. Ratchet and Clank begin to search the planet. They explore a water processing plant with security robots until they come across a plumber, bent over away from them and working on a project. Dead blast it! <laughs> look, plumber's crack. What did you just say? Uh, I said, look, uh, the plumber's back. All right, wise guy, shouldn't you be on one of them escape transports? Escape transport? 
Newsflash, giant robots attacking. The escape transports have taken all the rich folks off this god darn so planet. So why aren't you in one? Socioeconomic disparity. What? He hasn't got enough bolts. Working people have to wait for Captain Quark to come see Well, us. got anything worth a lot of bolts? I the got this. pulls out another infobot. Ratchet purchases it for 500 bolts. The Pummeler happily accepts the money and dives into the sewer pipe and out of view. The infobot shows another video of a large enemy closing in on Captain Quark. The hero pulls out his gun and zaps the monster, but his gun has run out of energy. The screen stops. The monster is about to tear a piece out of Captain Quark's head. Has this ever happened to you? Hi, I'm Captain Quark, and believe me, there is nothing worse than staring down a Blorgian snaggle beast from the inside and knowing your equipment isn't functioning properly. <laughs> That's why I came to Al's RoboShack for all your electronic needs. Al has been the exclusive repair shop for my super electro gadget since I was knee high to a sand mouse. So if you're fighting crime or just fighting grime, <laughs> come to Al's RoboShack in Metropolis. Come to Al's RoboShack in Metropolis for all your robotic repairs. Al's RoboShack, it's Quartastic. Do you know what this yeah. means? Captain Quark is really sold out. No, it means Captain Quark is on Metropolis. We could tell him about this invasion. Ratchet and Clank head to Metropolis to find Captain Quark. They land on planet Qin in Metropolis. Metropolis is exactly how you envisioned a futuristic city. Platforms fly around the sky. Floating ships fly through the air. Buildings, an old New York-style architect with massive skyscrapers. So, Eric, we've met the major characters. We've, we've seen a couple different planets. What are your, what are your thoughts and feelings so far? It's, it's very, like, 2002 storytelling, which isn't, like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing or anything like that. I'm actually really enjoying the characters a lot. I think Quark is, like, instantly, right, like you were saying, like, my favorite, like, he's so funny. It's, like, my favorite character so far. Just because that humor kind of brings out this, like, fun character in him that we haven't seen really any other characters yet. Maybe Drex is kind of like that, too. Like, it's a funny little bits in his camera reel when it wasn't turned off or whatever. But, like, so far I'm liking it. It's very... You know, it's like, we gotta go here, we gotta go here, we got whatever. I think those characters are what making the story interesting, though, and kind of carrying us through this thing. That makes it kind of this appealing um, adventure, and, and kind of living it as them. Is, and that's what I'm getting the most out of the story so far. But what, what do you, what do you Ryan? Going back to this game, it's probably been, I imagine, yeah, a while. Uh, what do you think of this? Yeah, so it's it's yeah. it's a pretty, ba it, I mean, I don't know if basic, it's, it's, it's not a super complex start, it's two characters thrown together one of them wants to save the universe one of them just wants to get a working ship so there's like these very different characters who are coming from these very different places and it, and 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 we'll kind of see this evolution throughout the game but ratchet very much just kind of wants to like he's excited to go instead of going to find cork to save this city he wants to go meet this cool skateboarder who he really likes um <laughs> you know what i mean so like their their ideals and desires are very different um, but it, the, every, the, everyone's in danger by this evil corporation, and only Captain Quark can save us. And, now, and you're effectively just kind of track, trying to grab, trying to track down Captain Quark. So, like you said, it's not super complex, but the characters are interesting enough to to kind of keep you somewhat invested. Um, and it, it's kind of this kind of very colorful, wacky place. All these planets look really different and interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's mm -hmm. it's nothing, you know, groundbreaking. Um, but there's enough there to keep you going, and there's enough of a of a basic plot line. There's not a ton of tension, right? As of yet, there's not a ton of like, at least not from the characters. Like you're in this planet that's being, you're in this city that's being just destroyed by this attack from Drek, 
and the characters just kind of moving through and they meet the mayor who is the same mayor who we saw in that clip from before who was being yelled at by Drek. Because this is the planet they were just talking about. Um, And Mm -hmm. and the characters just are not, are in no way worried or concerned about the the countless millions of lives that are being destroyed in this this city. So there's (laughs) there's kind of this really lightheartedness to it that kind of sucks some of the tension out of it. But... Yeah, it's 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 there's there's stuff there, uh, but like you said, the characters will make it interesting. What I think is really interesting so far is that the fact that we're we're playing as the protagonist of the game. It's called Ratchet and Clank, but our goal is to find who is like the protagonist of the war mm-hmm. of the universe. You know what I mean? It's like, like this person who's like you know, who's more important than Ratchet and Clank is the person we're going after. So I, in a sense, I I think right now I don't even feel like the main character quote-unquote in this game but my hope is that as you go through you become that main character you know like you're, you become like ratchet and become greater than what captain uh quirk is represents you know what i mean and that's kind of what i'm hoping happens here um to see that kind of dynamic shift where it's like no we're not we're not going to find the protagonist of the story we are the protagonist of the story which is, i think would be a cool but I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen. That's yeah. my guess, though. Ratchet we'll see. and Clank continue to explore Metropolis, fighting their way through the city during Drek's invasion. They ride trains and move among the platforms until they find another infobot. This one, a video, showing that the chairman Drek is displeased with one of his lieutenants because the deforestation efforts are behind schedule on the planet Udora. Ratchet and Clank decide that maybe they could persuade the lieutenant in the video to tell them where Drek is. While exploring Metropolis, they find Al from Quark's video. He tells them that they haven't seen Captain Cork since the shooting of the advertisement. He does upgrade Clank, turning him into a helicopter. With Al's disappointing response, the duo heads to Adria to search for Skid. On Adria, the planet is dark. The buildings are black and rectangular, resembling a prison. The trees and plants are are spiky and ferocious. Ratchet finds Skids on the planet alone. He sprained his ankle and is having a hard time getting back to his companion and the ship. He promises Ratchet a new hoverboard if he can take out all of the sand sharks so he can get safely to his ship. These little red sand sharks look like small two-legged aliens with a shark fin on their head, moving below the earth. Ratchet kills the sand sharks in between Skid and his ship. Skid gives you Skid gives you a new hoverboard, which Skid explains Ratchet can use in the racetrack at Blackwater on the planet Rilgar. Ratchet continues to explore the planet and heads into the city, battling sand sharks and large fire-wielding robots with explosive backpacks. The city is industrial, gray, dark stone, and metal platforms, a stark difference from the light and shining metropolis. You find Skid's agent, who promises you fame as the next Skid Marks if you win the hoverboard race. Clank shows no interest in the race, and is more concerned about the impending doom of the multiple planets. Ratchet and Clank then head to Eudora to confront Drex Lieutenant. The planet is green and lush, with a variety of large green trees and flowering bushes. Plenty of Drex deforestation robots fill the planet. Ratchet and Clank find the Lieutenant, large and menacing. He prepares to a fight in a karate-like stance. Clank prepares his own stance, which causes the Lieutenant to drop his infobot and run away in a the Infobot shows a video. It's a recruiting advertisement for Frexblarg Tactical Research Station. Drek begins to speak. Is your current occupation leaving a rotten taste in your mouth? Then you need to know about BTS, Blarg Tactical Research Station. Hi, I'm the Supreme Executive Chairman Drek, and we here at BTS are seeking motivated individuals to fill positions at these exciting careers. Grind boot tester, warhead assembly technician, mutant animal husbandry, Robot repairman, suck cannon test dummy, administrative assistant. The screen assistant. to a different scientist getting hurt, eaten, and vacuumed up. So call BTS. Build our weapons while you build your Ratchet future. Ratchet and Clank decide they'll go talk to the scientists at Blarg Tactical Station. They work for Drek, so they're bound to know where he is. 
Blarg Station is a floating hunk of metal and rock in the middle of space. It's balanced upright by a large metal wheel. A bunch of tall, walled, circular rooms connected by long, tubed hallways. The hallways lit by an emerald blue hue stumbles upon one more info box. This is Darla Gratch reporting live from Blackwater City. We just learned that Captain Quark will be presenting the grand prize of the Intergalactic Hoverboard Championship, which will be held over here in the next few days. In related news, this planet has been recently suffering from strange amoeboid creatures. The city's administration has assured this reporter that every step has been taken to eradicate these nuisances. Darla Gretsch, Channel 2 News. consumed one of these green amoeboid creatures. Ratchet and Clank now have a clear idea of where to find Captain Quark and head to Planet Rilgar. Saving the planet from an infestation. Planet Rilgar is dark and gloomy. Giant shark, piranha, and alligator swim the water, waiting to gulp up Ratchet as he makes his way toward the Hoverboard Championship in the hopes of winning the prize and meeting Captain Quark. He is greeted by an extremely voluptuous green alien with matching purple gloves, crop top, and skirt. Welcome to Hovercon Intergalactic Hoverboard com Competition. Captain Quark's giving away a brand new Platinum Zoomerator to the winner of this competition. A Platinum Zoomerator? Perhaps this could be proof of your accomplishments that Skid's agent Wait, requires. Wait, do you guys mean Skid McMarks? Yeah, Skid couldn't make it, but we're here to, you know, fill in for him. Guess we'll see about that. Ratchet competes against five other green alien skater hopefuls in a three-lap course with explosive ramps, jumps, and slimy green enemies. After successfully winning the race, Ratchet and Clank win a new professional-grade Model T Platinum Zoomerator, which the hoverboard girl gives to us. Captain Quark announces Ratchet and Clank the winners, which makes them determined to find him in person and warn him of the impending doom of the planets and the chairman's nefarious plan. After bribing the bouncer with a few thousand bolts they've collected, Ratchet and Clank sneak into Captain Quark's room and inform him of the plot. Thank the galaxy you found huh? me. There's an awful plot being hatched to destroy our planets. Ratchet, Great. he knows. Does that mean we can go hoverboarding now? My friends, we're all in grave danger, and I believe that together we can put a stop to this madness. Together? You, you mean you want our help? Look, Ratchet, I've been keeping an eye on you, and I've never seen anyone with such raw talent. You are a true hero really? in the making. Y you mean I could be famous? Captain Quark shoves another infobot in Ratchet's face and begins to play. The recorded voice of Quark starts to play. What makes one man toil in obscurity while another becomes a hero? Is it strength, compassion, determination, or just pure blind luck? Wise men through the ages have been struggling with that very question, but Captain Quark knows the secret. That's why he's been able to defeat more despot, rescue more damsels in distress, and save more civilizations than any other hero in the galaxy. Now is your opportunity to see if you got the stuff heroes are made of. This info bot contains coordinates to Quark's secret base. Can you quickly conquer Quark's killer candidate of quan-founded complexions? Can you quickly quan- can- can you quarkly quick- ugh. Just make your way through the defenses of the center of the base. Prove yourself, learn the secret, and earn your place in galactic history. Consult your doctor before attempting any strenuous exercise. Not responsible for death or dismemberment. Your results later. The real Captain Quark begins to speak. Meet me at my headquarters. Both Ratchet and Clank are excited after this clearly pre-recorded video. They're finally getting the opportunity to do what they both want. Ratchet wants fame. Clank wants the opportunity to finally save the planets in peril. Ratchet and Clank are greeted at Umbris by Quark's personal helicopter. Traveling through a course that weaves through Captain Quark's headquarters, they finally reach the center of the planet at the end. They are met by Quark, in the flesh, standing on a platform. He jumps onto a hoving platform. Step onto the ring of heroes and get what you deserve. Oh, Clank urges Ratchet onward. Ratchet, this is no time for you to become cautious. We have Ratchet's reached our goal. Sure. I don't know. There's something fishy going on here. 
Captain Cork pushes a large red button on the floor underneath Ratchet and Clank, and they drop away. They drop into a larger underground cavern on a platform holding, floating above hot lava. Captain Cork floats down on his hovering platform, laughing maniacally. <laughs> He's not going to help us. He's going to kill us. You catch on quick. Although there is one problem to your hypothesis. I'm not going to kill You're you. You're not? <laughs> no. Cork he points is. towards a huge green monster with horns, wings, and a spiky belt. But why? It's not really that difficult to decipher. I'm the official spokesman for Drek's new planet. I can't have you two getting in the way of my comeback. Ratchet has no choice but to fight the large beast. His steps radiate heat waves, and his one deadly eye shoots lasers. Luckily, Ratchet's weapons are able to injure him. And after some time, Ratchet defeats the monster, who slowly sinks into the hot lava below. Eric, what a twist. What are your thoughts? I, okay, so this is what I was talking about a little bit. I, was, I, I, I felt like something was going to happen that was going to kind of propel Ratchet and Clank and kind of lower Quark. Quark. I, I, I pictured Captain Quark as being kind of more this ditzy, like he's not really a hero. Um, you know, like he was kind of this like poser and he really needed someone to actually do his work for him kind of thing. And like, almost like a, like a, like a Hercule, Mr. Satan kind of thing for Dragon Ball Z, you know, uh, that's the kind of thing I was expecting. Cause he's, I, he's a pretty popular character. I feel like Captain Quark, I don't know anything about him. I know he's been in other video games. I know he's like been kind of throughout the series. So I thought he'd be more of like an actual, like good guy. He's just kind of stupid. Uh, so I'm very surprised that this is the turn that happened i and that he's still so popular i was not expecting this at all um it's cool i'm glad i'm I'm glad that this this went against my expectation because i thought he seemed kind of stupid but he doesn't seem that dumb he seems like he's he's pretty privy to what's going on so uh but ryan what do you think i think it's interesting i i think you 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 picked up really quickly on that obviously it's setting it's setting these two characters up to if they're constantly chasing this character then once they find them, the game's over, they've solved it, but that, that, that would be too easy, so there has to be something else going on there. I think it's really interesting that Quark is not only not going to help you, but he's actively helping the villain. This hero that the whole universe mm-hmm. thinks is a hero is actively helping the guy who's destroying it because of what he hopes to be his comeback, whatever that means um, to, to Quark. And now Ratchet and Clank are left with this as, as what do we do next? And, and it's going to be interesting to see how they react to this um, because this was all Clank's plan was get Quark, have Quark help save the universe. And that, that's not going to quite work out. And Ratchet's plan was I'm going to get Quark, become famous for helping save, maybe I save the universe. More importantly, I get famous, but then also that's not how that, that's not going to work out. Uh, so I think it's really interesting. I think it's an interesting twist of, of, of kind of subverting your expectation in an interesting way. And, that, and that's actually, they did it in a really smart way too because I noticed that like Captain Quark already knew Ratchet and Clank's names. And it wasn't ever, they never introduced it. He just knew them. And, I, and when we were reading the script, I thought, oh, that's a little weird. Like it, maybe we forgot something I thought. Maybe I was like, I mean, that's part of the story. I'm not sure. But now we know. That, yeah, he actually did know them. And that's a smart way to kind of put that in the story because it's like, wait, how do you... Oh wait, no, no, he's our hero. Like he, he's the good guy. He, it doesn't matter if he, how he knows our names without us introducing ourselves. Like he, he's the good guy. You know, and so that's a, it's a really fun way of kind of throwing that into there and kind of sprinkling that. Like, hmm, he just, something's wrong here. You know, uh, very interesting. And yeah, the whole comeback thing, I think, is another good sprinkle. It's like, why is he maybe not? He seems pretty famous. So like, the fact that he thinks he needs a comeback is kind of very perplexing to me. So I'm, I'm curious to learn more about his motivations. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed he's bad. 
uh, but he's still yeah. really and, fun. And I so. will <laughs> say, this certainly is not the end of Captain Cork. As, you, as, you, as you've noticed, as you've existed in a world with Ratchet and Clank, he is a persistent character who will probably be, unless I'm misremembering something that has happened, he will probably be in, in the newest game. He will probably show up because he's kind of such a, an important character. Um, has had a, who has like a really mm-hmm. interesting arc over the course of the games, but this is kind of our first taste of Captain Quark. Interesting. I'm 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 almost hopefully he has this like redemption <laughs> throughout the games to become a we'll better just have person. To, yeah, you'll just have really to listen cool. to see what happens in the other yeah. in the other games. Fourteen more games to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got As they make their way out of the exit of Captain Quark's headquarters, they are stopped to watch a nearby infobot. It shows a commander requesting immediate assistance from his ship. Clank is visibly upset by the content of the video. Those are direct ships destroying that planet. We must help that Are commander. you serious? That's it. I'm out of here. Captain Cork is going to be sorry he messed with me. This is not about Captain Cork anymore. There are innocent lives being yeah, lost. I'm done with this stupid hero stuff. I got my own agenda now. Ratchet, this is not. What do you like know you. about me? You spent the whole time looking for Quark. You don't know anything about me. I know that you will do the right, right thing. Right now, the thing I want to do is find Quark. How do you start this stupid thing? Have you forgotten? You need a robotic ignition system. I will start the ship if you agree to help that commander. So blackmail, is it? Fine. Just shut up and start the ship. Ratchet and Clank head to Batilla to see if they can help the commando. They arrive and are met with an extremely hostile commander who orders to meet them in the city center. He needs help knocking down the enemy ships out of the air with a turret. On the way to the city center, Ratchet meets a deserter. They help him get back to his family in exchange for an infobot that shows them a demo presented to the chairman Drek of a bunch of scientists on planet Gasper. If they are working for Chairman Drex, they may know Is that all you is. can think about? Drek this and Drek that? I got my own problems. If you can't see the importance of the situation, you do have yeah, problems. Yeah, well, if you're so smart, how come you fell for Quark's stupid trick? Ah, forget it. We'll both need to get off this planet, and that's all that matters. Ratchet and Clank head to Planet Gasper to pick up a pilot's helmet from the Infobots video they watched. It's hot, dry, covered with lava. After successfully finding the helmet, they head to Planet Orkson to search the laboratories of the scientist, and any leads on finding Chairman Drek. When they arrive on planet Orkson, a gaseous, poisonous planet, Ratchet is forced to stay in the, in the ship where there's plenty of oxygen for him to breathe. Meanwhile, Clank runs around tries to find any leads on where the chairman is. After exploring an old factory of the planet, he finally comes upon an infobot hidden in the corner. Ratchet tucks the infobot away inside of his body compartment and returns to Clank in the spaceship. What do you got in there? Gears. Metal filings. You know tests. what I mean. What is it? I will show you this, but you must promise to stay focused Is on our mission. something about Quark? They play the video from the Infobot. City's full of smog, swamps are full of muck, and tar pits are full of tar. But here at Joe I Resort, the sun shines 24 hours a day. Visitors get a free O2 mask to explore our warm waters. The benign marine life will welcome you to the big blue world under the sea. The owner adjusts the camera away from a large rain creature following a resort goer. Uh, you can see, you can also use our complimentary flippers to partake in, sw- in speed swimming. So come to Joai Resort and leave your world and your troubles Joy behind. Joai Resort, Poketaru. Oh, come on. Switch off your nerd circuits and let's have some fun. Look, we'll just go long enough to pick up an O2 mask. Perhaps the, perhaps the extra oxygen will help your brain to function Yeah, properly. and maybe the salt water will rust your mouth shut. Joy Resort is beautiful. Clear water cascades down the rocks into the clear ocean below. The sand beaches are yellow and soft. An extremely large spiked goldfish chases a vacationer in the background of the resort owner. Ratchet and Clank decide to head to the resort to pick up a free O2 mask so Ratchet can help take a look around planet Orkson. Hey, you two are the first friendly faces I've seen in weeks. 
You are friendly, aren't you? You you are friendly? To you, you, yes. To him, Ratchet points to Clank. No. Well, friend, I have a deal for you. Since the Blark began dumping their toxic sludge into our ocean, the wildlife has... Uh... Become ravenous mutants? Yeah, you could say that. All my customers have either left or become lunch, so I'm closing the place down. However, I could just happen to have one, count of one, O2 mask How much? Left. It's not for sale. But you said. I said I had a deal, and indeed I do. You boys get rid of those Blark ships, and it's yours. Just escort me to the other end of this resort, and you can use our jet fighter. A jet fighter, huh? All right. But you better not try to stiff us. Ratchet and Clank fight their way through the ravenous tropical wildlife as they escort the resort owner across the dangerous planet. Using a variety of weapons at their disposal, Ratchet murders the wildlife and rides along the skiff that moves across the tropical waters. They finally arrive at their destination. We're here now. Where's that fighter? Right then, locked garage. One tourist crashes a jet and wham! <laughs> Lawsuit! That lock is unlike any I have seen. Very astute observation, Mr. Shiny. I can't open it either. I don't trust the tourists, and the board of directors don't trust me. <laughs> so we have a little problem. We have a little problem? I just want the O2 mask. So if you can't open up the lock, that's your problem. Now cough up the mask. Well, I can see that you really want to fly our jet, so I'll tell you what. Go talk to Bob in his RoboShack. He knows Ratchet about these locks. approaches Bob, who sells Ratchet a new thruster pack that allows him to open up the garage in the jet fighter. Ratchet jumps into the fighter jet and takes to the skies, blasting Blark ships. When he finishes, he returns to the resort owner to claim his prize, the O2 mask. O2 mask in hand, he is no longer tethered to only locations where oxygen is needed, and heads back to explore the Blarg homeworld of Orkson. While traversing the noxious fumes of Orkson, Ratchet and Clank find another infobot, this one addressed to the previous denizens of Orkson. Drex walks along the snowy world and onto the camera. Hello again, everyone. Supreme Executive Chairman Drex here to fill in you with your pro- here to fill you in on our progress. We have now found the perfect orbit for our planet. One that will allow for optimum temperature all year round. However, there is a planet now occupying that orbit. And sadly, for its few insignificant habits, inhabitants, it must be destroyed. That's why we created this. The Planet Buster Maximus. A device capable of blowing an entire planet into subatomic particles. We're quite proud of it. Here's how it works. We attach the Planet Buster to this ship. Fly it into orbit around the planet and then let it go. Kaboom! <laughs> Quite ingenious, really. Once our trained professionals put the finishing touches on our new planet, everything will be complete. Thank you. Goodbye. Now this guy's gonna blow up an entire planet? That's just mean. That's what I've been trying to tell I'm you. I'm gunning for Quark, but if we end up taking out this direct too, yeah, fine. Clank looks at Ratchet, hopefully. What? You Don't do care. Pal. Along with this video, the Infobot also holds the information for the coordinates of Hoven, the location of the planet Buster Maximus. Ratchet concedes that destroying an entire planet is mean, and they head to Hoven. The frozen planet is overrun with dangerous wildlife and gun-toting grunts. Ratchet uses his maneuverability of Clank and his weapons to fight his way to the launch platform of the ship carrying the planet Buster. They arrive at the launch platform, and the ship starts to move through the snow-filled sky. We're too late. Hang on, there's an old defense turbine over there. Hey, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I sincerely doubt Ratchet it. quickly jumps onto the defense turret and starts firing a barrage of rockets towards the ship. Its turrets return fire as well as waves of Blarg commandos try to stop Ratchet and Clank, but to no avail. And eventually the ships carrying the planet buster drops into the icy waters below. Out from behind the turret, another infobot peeks out and provides Adira with a, another message and hopefully a lead to find Quark and Drek. Drek stands on the deck of his ship. Men, 
you are about to embark on a very dangerous mission. We'll be launching a heavily armed surprise attack from our new moon base against a completely unarmed planet. Actually, that doesn't sound too dangerous. Never mind. Your orders are simple. Destroy anything that moves. Steal the power generators from Gorda City. Then, destroy anything that doesn't move. <laughs> oh, oh, and don't forget, have fun. We must get to the moon base and stop Drek. No, we have to get to the moon base and find Quark. If Drek is there, Quark is there with him. But Drek is going to destroy that city. We must get to that base. We must get to the that's base. That's what I said. No, that's what I said. Fine. Fine. With the coordinates to the moon base, Ratchet and Clank make their way to the ship and head to the moon base. Eric, what are your feelings on this tension between Ratchet and Clank that we're seeing? I was just thinking about that. It's so funny that you asked that. Um, I I like that they aren't just buddy buddy from the get go. That this is a a hopeful. I mean, imagine it's a friendship between the <laughs> games in the making. But like, if I didn't know that, I, my my hope is that yeah, like they're learning to become friends or learning to understand each other. You know, because they're kind of like forced to be partners in this whole situation. And I do think that Ratchet does care. I think he does have a big heart, but for whatever reason, he doesn't want to like show it. I don't know if he's like, kind of closed off or whatever, but. Um, I like that Clank. It's it's funny because like, it's almost like a reversal to me. You would think uh, I would think that Clank doesn't really care. Like he's he's a robot. I don't think he really care about like sentient life or like I don't know if that's the right word, like humanoid life or whatever. Um, but he cares so much. Whereas Ratchet, who is this like living creature, doesn't really seem to care all that much. People are dying and their plants are being destroyed. So it's kind of like this swap of like a stereotypical personalities you find in this situation, which I think is really intriguing. I actually really like it. And I don't know if that was intentional or not, um, but I, th I think it's really cool. I don't, what are you thinking about this? Yeah, I think, I think it's interesting. I like that. I mean, I think the fact that Ratchet doesn't care is a little bit ridiculous, but I really like the tension between the two characters. It adds just another layer to the story that makes it more interesting. That makes this kind of, journey they're on um this adventure feel more engaging and feel more more complex um in a way that i think if they were just friends going on adventures together which a lot of games come games that came out at this time were very similar to that i think this and like jack and dexter came out around very similar times um and they went they these very different routes that then makes i think makes that if they do end up becoming friends makes that feel more meaningful because there was this period where they weren't, they didn't see the same things. And like you said, I, I, and I didn't even realize that dynamic until you pointed that out. What a, what a great observation that Clank is this like robot who is the compassionate one and who wants to save the world where Ratchet just kind of wants to do his own thing on his own planet. And they, they explored this more in the other games about why Ratchet feels that way and why Clank feels that way. But I didn't even make that observation that just inherently it's this interesting combination. Yeah, yeah, they're very, they're very polar opposites. Like they, like they're totally polar opposites in their viewpoints and in their like anatomies. Like everything about them is totally different. But somehow they're finding this commonality and they're and they're becoming closer as friends. And that's, I mean, opposites attract kind of thing. And that's really cool. That's a really cool. As it could have just been Ratchet and his like sidekick, little Ratchet or something. You know, like it could have been something stupid like that. And like they could have done that, but it would never have been as compelling as ratchet and clank and it's probably why people like it so much because they're so different and that, that they work so well together and it's interesting that way yeah i think the overall story like the the whole drek destroying planets and like making his own planet is interesting i think drek is a fun character but i think the relationship between ratchet and clank to me is kind of more compelling um it's a more interesting dynamic i want to see how that plays out and see where they come because like you said they're such such different characters we find ourselves aboard the Supreme Executive Chairman's flagship. Drek walks through a large metallic doorway, Quark closely behind. In the center of the large chamber sits a large rocket. Drek stops to speak with Quark. 
it is time to begin our new assignment. <laughs> and a photo op for our shiny new shuttle. Terrific idea. Oh, you really are an idiot. What? You are to take that shuttle to the moon base and ambush those two miscreants when they arrive. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Who are they again? Direct those two. Wanted sign of Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> oh, of course. There is just one problem. I'm, uh... Too washed up for ground combat? True. That is why I'll be loaning you my star fighter. You can still fight, Four can't counts. you? Hesitant. It's settled then. You will acquire the Starfighter once you get to the moon. Screw this up, and the endorsement deal is off. <gasps> but that would ruin me. Quark squeezes into the shuttle to make his way to the moon base. Ratchet and Clank arrive at Gemlik Base. Ratchet dons his O2 mask and exits the airship to look for Drek's ship and any sign of Quark. I did not see Drek's ship. I must have missed him. Who knows where Quark is now? We're going to catch those two. We need a faster ship. Perhaps the space station will supply the ship well, that we need. Well, we're here. Let's go check it out. They continue to search the moon base for clues on where to find Drek. Perhaps a ship better suited to hunt down Drek and Quark. As they descend into the bowels of the base, they fight a variety of mechs, robots, starships, all set on stopping the wanted pair. As they ride up a long elevator, they're greeted by a familiar green jumpsuit. Quark stands defiantly at the top of the moon base. Hello, Captain Ratchet. Ratchet leaps forward, swinging his wrench. Quark leaps backwards onto the platform, being elevated by a starship. <laughs> Come and get me, hero. Perhaps we can obtain a ship in there. To the nearby starship hangar. The duo heads into the hangar to find a new powerful and fast starship. They quickly take off towards Quark, firing onto his starship. You know, Ratchet, I'm doing this for your own Ratchet good. ignores Quark's taunts and starts to blast the fight and starts to brat. Ratchet ignores Quark's taunts and starts to blast his thrusters. The ship's the ships fly through the nearby asteroid belt. Ratchet dodges asteroids, mines, and missiles as he continues to destroy the large starfighter's thrusters. Quark's ship turns around and quickly fires missiles towards Ratchet's. He narrowly dodges as a squadron of other starfighters closes in on Ratchet's ship. He dispatches the starfighters and turns his attention back to Quark. He continues to blast Quark's thrusters until only one remains. Quark slowed down and Quark slowed down and damaged Starfighter, spews out more missiles and mines, but Ratchet is able to pilot around them and continue to pelt Quark's ship with missiles. As Quark's starship falls, he begins, to, he begins to bargain and beg as the ship crashes into the nearby planet. Ratchet and Clank blast him out of the sky, taking Quark out once and for all. Yes! Quark is history! Despite my earlier criticism, I must admit, your piloting skills are I knew you'd come around. But that has not helped us Come on, Drek. Clank. Can't you just once relax and enjoy a little success? Hey, you want to catch Drek? Bet you this baby can do it. Ratchet points to a sleep and deep purple ship. An infobot pops out of the seat and immediately begins to play. This is Darla Gretsch reporting live from Gorda City. This once peaceful planet is being torn apart today by an unprovoked attack. It now seems certain that the Supreme Executive Chairman Drek will not be dissuaded in his effort to destroy the planet and his own selfish needs. I'll hope certainly... All hope certainly seems lost. Della Gretsch. Look, maybe you were right. This is a lot bigger than you or me. I was really selfish focusing on Quark. It is worse than I expected, too. But it's not too late to stop trying. Hey, yeah, we've got this new ship. Let's go get him. Ratchet and Clank climb into their new fancy ship and head towards planet Olantis where Darla Gratch was reporting from to search for the survivors of Blart's attack in their destroyed city. The city of Gorda on planet Atlantis is dark and stormy. Lightning is hitting the ground. Immediately after Ratchet and Clank exit the spaceship, Clank is struck by lightning, bounces off Ratchet, and lands unconscious on the ground. Clank? Clank! Come on! Wake up! 
Goddamn <laughs> No, goofball. It's me, Ratchet. You got what toasted happened? by lightning. This place is having one heck of a storm. You won't be safe out here. I'll be right back. It's too stormy for Clank to be able to safely explore. So Ratchet heads out alone, leaving Clank in the ship. Ratchet explores the rubble of the city, trouncing enemies as he explores deeper and deeper. He finds a scientist. Perhaps this guy can help Ratchet find Drek. Hey, hey, welcome to my shop. What can uh, I get I'm you? I'm looking for Drek. Sure, yeah, I got lots of stuff on sale. After the bombing, no one is around to buy it. Are you okay? Low prices? Oh, you bet. I can make you a deal on a busted turbinator, a mangled carbonizer, or I got this Guess that bombing bot. was pretty loud, huh? <laughs> you are one shrewd negotiator. I'll tell you what, I can let this Infobot go for half The scientist price. sells the Infobot to Ratchet, but see seemingly has no idea the whereabouts of Drek. The Infobot plays a video. Afraid to go out at night? Afraid to go out during the day? Just plain afraid? Well, you need this. The Ultra Mech Unlimited. This mech is the ultimate in personal defense systems. Blarg Industries is now taking pre-orders. Get yours before it's too late. The video shows an Ultra Mech, a huge, powerful person robot with a grenade blaster and a shiny gold tone. The video ends. Well, that's about it for me. Thanks. Quit your complaining. I gave you a great deal. Ratchet Sheesh. continues to explore the city, looking for the survivors. He finds a stall in the middle of the square. It's a vendor for Gadgetron tools. Captain Cork? Where? Come on, Cork. I know it's you. Uh, my name's Steve. Pleased Look, to meet Steve, you. Steve, I need to know where Drek is before it's too late. Did you say too late? Sir, it is never too late to acquire the latest in the long line of quality products from Gadgetron. I have for you, today only... The Gadgetron Public PDA. displays of affection? No, 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 no. Personal delivery assistant. This device allows you to purchase ammunition wherever and whenever yeah. you want. How do I know it works? You can always trust Gadgetron quality, or my name's not uh, Purchase the PDA from Steve. Thank you, and have a quirktastic day. Uh, uh, Ratchet heads nothing. back to the ship. It's time to head to Planet Quartu to find out more about this cool Ultramech robot he saw. Ratchet and Clank make their way to Quartu and decide to look for the ultra-mech robot. There's a large, secure area, but Ratchet isn't able to enter any further. Destroying, exploring, or gathering bolts, they stumble across the scientist, mumbling to himself. Hmm. Was it pi over infinity, hey, or... you need help fixing that thing? Actually, I'm trying to destroy it. Why? I was contracted to re-engineer my enlarging machine to create a huge, heavily armed mech. So that's where those mechs came from. Precisely. Had I known Drek was behind this, I would never have done it. Is there anything that we can do? Well, if you'll volunteer to be enlarged, we may be able to stop these mechs long enough for me to sabotage this machine. And then you will change me back? Uh, I've never tried that, but in Clank theory, Clank steps yes. onto the scientist platform and instantly comes a huge... He walks around the factory, destroying everything in his path. In his massive form, helicopters are no match for large Clank. Even the Ultramechs explode with a few punches. He then heads back to the scientist and to Ratchet. Well done. Now just step into the machine and we'll see what Clank happens. Clank steps into the machine and shrinks back down to his normal form. Nice to have you back, I guess. I recalibrated the controls to allow only your specific circuit pattern. Ah, perfect. I don't know how to thank you two. The Maybe scientist pulls out another Infobot. New, new, new! From Gadgetron, the makers of weapons and other fine products, comes the Hollow Guys. With the Hollow Guys, you can fool robots into thinking you're one of them. Match your wits against other robots, work on robotic assembly lines, and attend robot parties! The Hollow Guys, available only at Gadgetron headquarters for a limited time. Not used for legal purposes. Wear only in sanctioned areas. You will not actually become a robot.
If I can get that thing, I'll be able to get past those robot guards. Robots are not so ah, easy. Ah! What's either. that? What? Uh-huh. Ratchet and Clank head to planet Kalibo. Three. To get the hollow guys for Ratchet and their spaceship. Leaving the scientists behind. Gadgetron Center is full of robots, all attempting to hurt Ratchet. They traverse deeper into the testing complex, only to meet Gadgetron CEO standing pensively, staring at a large window. Excuse me, sir. I was um, wondering if you were concerned about the uh, invasion. The CEO, older turtle-looking fellow with a long white beard, large glasses. He looks out his window, pensively. He seems out of touch. Son, our defenses are the best money can buy. Don't give it a second thought. You ever been on a hoverboard? Yeah, once or twice. I'm in search of a hip young star to represent my new line of boards. Someone the kids can look then up I'm to. I'm your man. If you can beat my test bots in a race, the job is yours. Ratchet is immediately transported to the start of another three-lap hoverboard race. After taking some unnecessary time winning the hoverboard race, he reports back to the CEO, who gives you the hollow guys. Now, Ratchet can be disguised as a robot and sneak past the other robot sentries. Ratchet and Clank make their way back to planet Kortu to sneak past the guards and infiltrate the secure area. Back on Kortu, Ratchet uses the hollow disguise to turn into a robot. He waves at the other fellow robots, who wave back in return. Infiltrating the secure area allows Ratchet to reach a large screen. Ratchet nudges it, and the screen clicks on. Son. Mom? Oh, brother. You have done well. I tried, Mom. There's still more Hey, look, a do. sister! Another infobot comes off the conveyor belt and meets Ratchet, Clank, and Clank's mother. It immediately begins to play. The infobot shows Drek standing in front of a thrown-together planet as he starts to speak. My fellow Blark, our synthetic world is not fully functional and ready for habitation. However, there is still one small obstacle in our way. This pathetic lump of Drek a planet. to Velden, Ratchet's home. Due to some blunder of fate, it happens to occupy the galaxy's most perfect orbit, but no more. Behold, the Deplanetizer, the most powerful laser ever created. Soon we'll move the Deplanetizer into place, just above the planet's surface. I will, of course, be on hand to press the button that will blow this mud ball into smithereens. No one will even miss it. Rage builds on Ratchet's face. Ratchet, he are you alright? He is going to pay. Excuse Shouldn't have taken me? me this long to see it. Drek is going to find out what happens when you mess with my home. A large smile forms on Clank's face as he looks to Ratchet. What are you smiling at? This is the Ratchet I always knew was okay. there. If we're going to do this, we need to get onto Drek's ship. Then we can find where he set up that laser. I will make you proud, Mom. You already have. Ratchet and Clank exit and head back to their ship. They set a course for Drek's fleet to finally stop Drek and save Ratchet's home. So, Eric, now we have this moment where they've been kind of trying to stop this large, you know, galaxy-ending event where Drek is just going from planet to planet, tearing planets apart, building his own, and now they're going to put that new planet in Ratchet's home, and he's very angry about that. Um, so we see this like moment of tension kind of wrapping up, um, and also we see Ratchet getting like really now invested in in what's going on. What are your What are your thoughts and feelings so far as we come to the the final leg of the of the of the game? I see Ratchet as this very selfish character, and I'm actually really surprised. Like he's very like superficial. Like he seems like he's kind of like into the girls. He's into the fame. He doesn't really understand Clank's motivations, it feels like. And only, like you said, till now, when his planet's going to be destroyed, does he see the light where he needs to stop this? When, I mean, it sounds like already this like irreversible damage has befallen all of these planets up to this point. And Ratchet doesn't really seem like super 
aware or doesn't really care that much. So I, I don't think he's a very good hero. I don't see him as a hero at all, um, which sucks. I see Clank as the hero, quite honestly. And I'm actually really surprised. And again, I have no knowledge of these games at all. But just seeing Ratchet, at least in the newer games, he doesn't seem like that kind of character. I was, I'm really surprised that this is the character that he is in this game. Is he like this? No, so we, we start to see, and I don't know if it's because they, they didn't know how many games they were going to make or they didn't know how successful this game was going to be. We certainly start to see an arc of Ratchet. And it's it's a pretty it's a pretty quick turnaround where, and again, it's been a really long, long time since I've played this game, but he certainly more embodies that kind of traditional hero and he almost kind of then becomes this kind of like a star lord type character i guess or or like a like this kind of carefree super chill but like heart of gold kind of hero that's kind of who he becomes in the later games but yeah it's it's kind of these strange roots of really kind of really selfish and really only kind of cares about himself and when he's most invested is when it's going to directly impact him personally which is really interesting and really interesting and doesn't really, like you said, but like make you super enjoy Ratchet as a character. In the same way, like Clank is this like really compassionate, like driving force who has this really sweet moment with his robot mom where she's like, he's like, are you proud of me, mom? Look at what I've done or look what I've, you know, because, uh, and, and I don't think they spent enough time focusing on this, but at the start of the game, Ratchet's or Clank is made and he's denied He's not what this robot factory wants, and he's, he's kicked out um, and just abandoned. And then he goes on this quest to save the galaxy after being abandoned and left alone. Um, so th- this really, you know, really good, compassionate, interesting character juxtaposed with this, like, really selfish. Um, it, it makes it really interesting, but, yeah, it doesn't make Ratchet super likable. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that, like, when, when Clank finds his mother and they're like, son, mom... What's Ratchet's first words? Oh, brother. It's like, dude, like, screw off. Like, you know, like, what is your problem? Like, it's just like, stop it. Like, I don't know. It, it, the more I talk about it, the more I don't like Ratchet. I, I mean, I want to. I want to like him. But it just feels like this is so superficial. I almost like Quark more because <laughs> he's funnier. You know, like, like, Quark's also not a good person. But I like Quark more because he's funny. Like, it's just, I don't know. I'm, I... I'm very curious now to see like where this the newest game is going to kind of how they're going to portray Ratchet because I, I it's I almost feel like it's gonna be this like jarring thing where it's like this isn't the same character in that first game that I didn't like you know like it'd be very interesting in that regard yeah um, yeah they land among Drek's fleet and start to search for a way to stop Drek Ratchet dives through a nearby water tank and uses a small shuttle to sneak aboard the fleet's dreadnought and eventually Drek's flagship. After a spacewalk, Ratchet finds a fighter jet and starts to attack the fleet, shooting down waves of fighters and large cannons. With the cannons destroyed, Ratchet is able to make his way onto the flagship into the command center. Ratchet pearls out his wrench and slowly approaches, hoping to get a jump on Drek. But out from behind his chair waits another infobot. Tonight on Blarg TV, the event you've all been waiting for, the total annihilation of an entire planet. Witness the power, the destruction, and the nothingness that follows. So join Ultimate Supreme Executive Chairman Dret as he pushes the button that ends one world and begins another. Then, stay tuned for the galaxy's funnest superhero bloopers, featuring Captain Quark. After seeing Drek, 
outside of Ratchet's home, Ratchet and Clank prepare final confrontation and head down to the planet. They arrive on Velden and they fight the occupying force, making their way towards Drek. After battling an army of commandos, they discover another enlarging point where Clank transforms once again into Giant Clank. Using Giant Clank's incredible arsenal, they arrive at the Deplanetizer. Before they're able to stop it, Drek arrives in a giant mech suit of his own. <laughs> Impeccables. After all the trouble you've gone through, you're about to die right where you started. It's it's so this poetic. Is it. Clank, get him. Giant Clank and Drek's mech clash. Missiles fly from both giant machines as they whittle away at each other's armor. Drek uses his mech to transform Clank back into his smaller form. Ratchet gives chase to Drek. He uses every weapon he has at his disposal to damage the giant armored foe. They follow and continue to damage Drek's mech. He charges up a massive laser and blasts the earth below into pieces to slow Ratchet down. The duo once again corners Drek and his mech standing in front of a massive switch. Once I step on this ignition switch, a countdown will commence, the end of which signals the destruction of your pitiful world. There must be another way to make a home for your people. You think that's what this is about? Who do you think polluted our last world? I did. This is about one thing and one thing only. Cash. And lots of it. You see, I've been paid for every square inch of my new world. Once the inhabitants move in, I will begin polluting this world as well. Then the whole thing starts all over again. <laughs> Brilliant. Why, you... You evil Clank little... looks angrily at Drek. Save it, Clank. We have to stop that timer. They know they don't have a lot of time. They need to stop Drek before this planet's destroyed. And before it's too late. The team dodges Drek's missiles and an army of robots blasting and attacking him with all they have. Ammo running low. They use everything they have to stop him. After what seems like endless bullets and rockets, the mech crashes into the deplanetizer, adjusting its aim upwards and sending Drek clashing into the synthetic planet above. With the battle finished, the launch button of the deplanetizer is now ready to be fired. Clank looks at the button, then to Ratchet. The weapon is no longer pointed at Ratchet's planet, but instead Drek and his synthetic world. Ratchet. What's up? You know, this time I'm thinking what Ratchet you're and thinking. Clank make their way over to the button and press it. It fires into the sky, destroying Drek's planet. Large pieces of the destroyed planet begin to fall and rain down from the sky. One of these pieces hits Ratchet and Clank, sending them off the edge of the deplanetizer. Clank narrowly grabs onto the edge. Clank narrowly grabs onto the deplanetizer. One of these pieces hits Ratchet and Clank, sending them off the deplanetizer. Clank narrowly grabs onto the edge and Ratchet grabs onto him. They both try to hang on. Phew! That was close. Uh, Clank? You can, uh, pull us up now. The servos in my arm are broken? broken. As in fall to our deaths broken? Uh, Clank's arm fails, and the duo fall. As they plummet towards the ground, Clank is able to activate his rocket, slamming into Ratchet, stopping him from hitting the ground. That was close. Thanks. My arm uh, appears to you'll be, be badly right. damaged. Ratchet gets up and starts to walk away, leaving Clank behind, arm broken. They've completed their goals. Ratchet has a working ship, and Clank has stopped Drek. Clank turns, saddened that his friend has abandoned him so quickly after completing his task. He sadly walks, not sure where he'll go next. Ratchet yells to get his attention. Hey, Tin Can! Where do you think you're going? We uh, still need to fix that arm. Clank turns. Overjoyed, he still has a friend in Ratchet. Head back to his garage, where the two can fix Clank up and prepare the next adventure at the end eric we've finished ratchet clank what are your what are your what are your overall thoughts 
Oh, first off, I yeah. need to I need to ask a question. The Drex's planet is it? No, it's currently empty, too? but it is made up of the shards of a bunch of planets he's okay. already destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> so hypothetically, you could take all those pieces and maybe right, put them back or on the take all the that... people who you've destroyed the planets of and put them on this new perfect planet. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised Clank is the one that decides <laughs> to do this. That seems yeah. very not Clankish. Um, I don't know what he was trying to. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, as for the, I, I enjoyed the story. I think it's a fun little story. Um, I don't like Ratchet very much, but I'm hoping that my my opinions change as time mm-hmm. goes on. I like Clank. I think that we all have the right people <laughs> yeah. that choice, and that was Clank's. Uh, I was that planet. I'm sad that we didn't get more Quark. Yeah. I love the whole Steve thing. I think that was really funny. But is that like the for end this of game? For, yes, for the game. Yeah, I was really hoping that he would come in at the end and do something really funny and stupid that, that probably would have absolutely no effect on the overall outcome. But it would just been kind of like a his redemption because he's supposed to be this hero, and I'm I'm really sad that they, that didn't happen. So I think it definitely is a missed opportunity. Overall, I think it's a very it's a very fun, lighthearted story. I think it's one that, like, if I was back in 2002 playing this game, I would have really enjoyed it. And But it actually really excites me to kind of move forward, you know, to other games where they do spend, I think, probably more time on the story and fleshing these characters out. I mean, just yeah. a Rift, mm-hmm. a Rift in yeah. Time is a new one, right? That's what it's called. I mean, I just you can just tell that game has so much more effort put in that story-wise and character-wise. Like, you can just tell. Just to see where Ratchet is now and, like, in a Rift in Time and just to see how the two work together and they're friendly and, and Ratchet's <laughs> not a jerk and a dick. But, um... I just makes you want, but I, as a story, I like the story, and I'm very excited for more. But um, Ryan, what yeah, do you I think mean, similar to you, it's it's fun, it's 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 lighthearted, it's kind of like just an introduction to the characters, and again, the 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 kind of thing that they're highlighting here is the is the gameplay. It's it's you're shooting guns and you're doing cool flips and you're riding on rails and doing all this kind of fun kind of platformy stuff that was really popular, like very similar to like Banjo Kazooie's, very similar to. Jack and Daxter, these these like duo platformy games. The the difference is you have guns in this one, um, and that's kind of the big um, appeal is that you have these wacky guns that do crazy stuff um, that are that are really fun. But the story itself just isn't isn't super complex. the The twist is interesting. I, I like that the Ratchet and Clank dynamic. I like that, and I'm excited to see more. Like you, I didn't realize Ratchet was such like a a, a, a dick, and I kind of want to see where that goes um, <laughs> and what happens next. Like I know yeah. some things that happen in the in the next games, like they they introduce more complex villains and Cork is involved, and we learn more about Ratchet's backstory, which is really like if. That Rift in Time trailer, which, going back to that, just because of... There's a scene in that that is huge, that is, like, game-changing um, for what we know about the lore of Ratchet and oh. Clank. But if it, it's not something that we got into in this, unfortunately. But, yeah, so it, it's it's just fun. And it's it's kind of a fun romp in this world. And, and I want to see more of it. I want to see more of these characters. But it's not super complex. I think Drek is a fun villain, but ultimately he's just... his Per his influence, just out there to make more money and swindle more folks out of their money. And, and yeah. seemingly doesn't care about destroying however many planets he needed to do so to get this money. And then also Ratchet and Clank then also destroy that. Uh, but that's fine. But that's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, we're going to talk about that. Yeah, we're going to talk it's, about that. It's, it's fun. It's, it's a fun story. I'm excited to see where these characters from the story goes.
I think this is a good solid base for the series, and I'm very excited to see where it goes from here, especially seeing where it's going right now. It's probably a very poor time no, to jump into I, the series, I mean, but I'm I, going I to I think anyway. they want I think they want new people to jump into this. They're gonna they're gonna explain all the things. And I think one of the smart things about doing Rift Apart is it sounds like it's messing with timelines and messing with like different worlds. And we all know how how easy that is to then fix and and make things all weird and different. Like, I don't remember what happens to Cork or where her story goes, but seemingly you could jump in to, like, the middle of this game in Rift Apart, and that would make sense in the game. You know what I mean? So who who, who can say? Who can say where that goes? Yeah, yeah. That's Ratchet and Clank. That's the, that's the story of, of Ratchet and Clank and their yeah. adventure to take on a, a big corporate money money dude. Thanks. Yeah, thank, you, thank you. Again, my, my partner Melia, job. was a Good big job. part of making the script happen. Yes. And Storygoer says, always, we want to hear what you have to say. Remember, you can comment on our posts on Twitter and, in, and Instagram, or send us an email at talesinthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. And actually, I haven't told you this, Ryan. I, I totally forgot this. But there's an exciting announcement in our next DLC episode. Oh, I can't wait. Writing in. Oh, yes. Yes, stickers. yes, yes. Okay, so, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, so please tune in <laughs> yeah. for the... Because this is our last episode of February somehow, which is wild. Yeah, yeah. It's been a little weird of a weird month. Yeah, February's always a weird month. You know, it doesn't... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so actually next week will be our big... We didn't have a... a uh, guess this this month because yeah. it just kind of didn't work out that way as normal as, as they can be, but more, so more back to usual usual in in march which is exciting i'm excited to see what what happens in march and what game stories we get to explore next i know yeah I, we have no idea we do know however our next topic for our dlc episode ryan do you want our, to our next tell dlc for march is going to be worst game settings in games, so settings that both yes. you either you would not like to exist in, or or don't really you know add anything to the story or make it more interesting. So I think though that'll be a really fun yeah. and interesting, and I yeah. think that was a great idea, Eric, to put a twist in our usual best. Let's look at the worst of some things and see, have some fun with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's not let's stop once, being yeah. so positive. <laughs> it's time to let's let's be cathartic in this one. <laughs> let's be like Ratchet. Yeah. Let's take a page out of Ratchet. Setting plays a yeah. really important role, obviously, in story. Like we just see, we saw in this in this story, all the plants they go to and the importance of each planet, and how you <laughs> just blow up all the amalgamations of each planet, yeah. and nothing seems to really matter anymore. But it doesn't. But it's important yeah. nonetheless, and that's what, so. We're talking about all the settings that we just think are either bad or just don't add to a story or whatever. Yeah. It, it, literally, the context mm-hmm. is everywhere, and that's kind of the fun part of it. So, um, it'll be interesting to see where we both come from. And, <laughs> yeah, and that can't wait to see. Can't wait to. Um, mm. it'll be, all the games yeah it's yeah. very it'll be very interesting um, I already have a few and it breaks my heart to even say them out loud because I love them in theory and then I was like imagine no, that would be the worst like, oh no worst. screw this I don't want to be here anymore but yeah so that was our next episode uh, write in tales from the cartridge gmail.com all the each of threes your worst settings and stories and we will happily read those on the episode but until then thank you for listening to us as always we really appreciate it if you have any time uh, to spare and give us a, another five star rating that would really make our day. So it really doesn't mean a whole lot to us. Um, it, I, it's the bees knees. I don't even know what that means, but it really does feel that way sometimes. <laughs> we'll, and we'll give you a shout out too. We actually read all of our uh, reviews yeah. on on the on the air. So the yeah. So if you feel like it, please do. If you want to give us one star, please don't. And until next time, <laughs> we will see you in the next Bye. episode. Bye. Bye. We got it four days earlier. I'm going to regret saying it. Suck it.